they may want to talk to them, but they don't want anybody to see them talking to someone who's not in that same class. Like, why is she talking and why is he talking to people like that? Jesus didn't have that attitude because this woman was of value. He knew she was of, of value. She may not have known it, but he knew it. And he was not ashamed to talk to her. When we open up, we talk about you are known, you are loved, and you are valued. And this story of this woman and the love that Jesus had for this woman shows all those things. He knew who she was. She, he knew her, her background. He knew her. He knew her story, and he knew that she was valued. He, 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 she was valuable to him because he did not want her to continue on the direction she was heading. So we see those words um, resonating in this story. And whoever you are out there, you are known, you are loved, and you are valued. And God sees you. God knows you. God loves you. And you are treasure to him. All right. So verse seven, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? Let me let me stop right there. Um, I just wanted to input here that we're talking about Jesus and he uses this this thing that is familiar with the woman. She's coming there to draw water. Right. Mm -hmm. He says, give me a drink, which is making the conversation an uncomfortable conversation because they're two different people from two different cultures. And he says, give me a drink. And that his, this, that's his bridge for sharing the gospel, basically. He used something that's familiar to that person and he's using it so that it might draw into, come into a conversation. And so sometimes we have to do that. We have to look at, assess the situation, let the Holy Spirit allow us, listen to the Holy Spirit. And, and he says, you know, this conversation is about this. You can see what's going on, what's important in, in this relationship or this, what do you see? And then you can use a word just as simple as that. Four words, give me a drink. And that four words take this conversation to another level in a relationship with God mm -hmm. Almighty. That is what we have to pay attention. If we're going to be evangelists and we're going to cry out, say, God, make me a, a fisher of men, we have to learn the bait that's out there for a particular fish. Right. His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. So you see that there's an issue with this too, right? She didn't ask him the question about, I can give you a drink or I'm going to She goes right to the root of the issue between these two people. <laughs> you have anything to add to that? Of course, it says here, Jews do not associate with Samaritans because of the backstory that you shared earlier, um, because of their intermingling with pagans, right. because of you know them worshiping at Mount Gerizim instead of at Jerusalem, because she was a woman, she was a Samaritan woman who is considered to be the bottom of the barrel, and they wouldn't even consider drinking from the same cup. So why is this Jewish man asking this basically lower than low person for a drink of water? But then Jesus answered her, if you knew 
the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? So to me, if I'd never heard of living water, I would have been asking, what do you mean by living water? But she didn't ask that. She says, where can you get this living water? And also in the, in the uh, verse ahead, uh, excuse me, before, he said, if you knew the gift of God, again, what is the gift of God? My thoughts in Ephesians 2, 8, it talks about the gift of God. It talks about for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself. It is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Faith is a gift of God. Salvation is a gift of God. So what is this gift? She didn't, she didn't ask any of that. She just went into where can you get this living water? Do you have any thoughts on, on that? I'm mindful because I, I love how smooth Jesus is. I love how he transitions from a conversation. He starts a conversation. He asks a, quest, asks a question, and it just really propels the conversation to a place where it needs to be. And when um, when she replies to him, almost like in a defensive way of saying, you know, we got problems, right? You know, culturally, we're not down with each other. He, Jesus addresses her conflict statement, or he doesn't address her conflict statement. He goes straight to uh, living water because he knew that that was not really the issue. He could talk about racism. He can talk about all these different things that's going on between these two cultures, but he knew that was not the issue. That's not what she needed. She didn't need a debate and, and, and discussion on what it is because it, it is what it is, right? As they say. He wanted to address the real issue at hand. And so he addresses what she really needs. And when he replies, she doesn't still understand, like you said, and, and replies from where she's at. Her understanding is coming from her knowledge, from what she can see, what she knows and what can, she can see. So she responded to Jesus based on things that she knew Jacob dug the well Jacob produced this well. He had tools to get this well. And Jesus is talking about living water, right? Mm-hmm. And she's looking at him and saying, you know, are you greater than Jacob? You know, what have you, you don't, I don't see any tools. How can you go? What, where is this living water? So she still doesn't understand this conversation that Jesus is having. He's taking it from a earthly level and he's speaking in terms that she does not understand because she has not yet been born again. And when you're born again, you understand heavenly things because God has given us the spirit to be able to to understand heavenly uh, conversation that Jesus is having right now with her. Exactly. That's exactly what the rest of the, the verse says. Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water 
so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. And it's um, just like you said, she was thinking in the natural, in the physical, not in the spiritual as as Jesus was talking. And there's a, the, when we, we'll get to, to John, but in John chapter seven, verses 37 through 39, Jesus says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And that's what he said there. Water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. It will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the spirit whom those believing in him would receive for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So the Holy Spirit is that living water that he's talking about, not the physical water, but the Holy Spirit being the the living water. And again, she didn't ask what the living water, what what it was. She asked where she can get this living water and if he was greater than their their father Jacob. I don't even know. Well, I think you explained why that was a, a why that was a question because my thought was well why was this even a question? And you talked about you know her keeping it on that natural level, thinking you know our father Jacob dug the well. He had the tools, and you know you need a bucket and you need all these things to get the water. Because she says, "Where can you get this water?" But he wasn't talking about digging down into the ground. He was talking about the Holy Spirit coming down into us. So she didn't want to thirst again. Again, there's the natural. She, she drinks this water, this earthly water, this natural water. You will thirst again. But Jesus was talking about the spirit, the spiritual water, heavenly water. You will never thirst. It will be a spring, just like I just, you know, the scripture just said. She didn't want to come back to the well. She Everything was still physical. So like I think you you said it as well. Jesus is giving us, he's given us the supernatural way to truly live. But then we go back to the natural. And that's, he's taking us to another level, to a new plane, because we are, we are no longer in the kingdom of darkness, but we are in the kingdom of light. And in Galatians 5, and 5, 16 and 25, it says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. He's taken us to that new level, that new plane of living in the spirit. All right. So the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. He told her, go call your husband and come back. I have no husband, she replied. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is you have had five husbands and the man you now have is not your husband. What you have just said is quite true. Listening to that, you know, I I'm, like I said, I'm just following Jesus and his progression. Mm-hmm. I mean, he comes with water, you know, doesn't address her, you know, her 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 statement about conflict, but he goes in straight and talks about um water. He talks about a water that she doesn't know mm-hmm. about, but he want, he's trying to to get her in. She's she's getting there. She's wanting what he has to offer. Then 
he goes to a personal level. He starts reading her email. And so now we come from having a conversation relating to the person. And then we go to something that that's familiar to them, mm-hmm. but then we add something in it that's not familiar with them. A little uh, deeper. Yeah, a little deeper. Mm-hmm. And then we go into a personal level. So he doesn't address, give me this water. He starts addressing, okay, let's talk about the stuff that's preventing you from getting that water. And so. Mm-hmm. Sir, the woman said, I can see that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we must worship is in Jerusalem. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for they are the kind of worshipers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and in truth. You've been listening to It Was Found in My Heart with Gary and Veronica. If you need prayer or if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at iwfimh at gmail.com. That's iwfimh at gmail.com.